In this podcast, we have conversations about personal experiences with loss, grief, and unexplained spiritual encounters. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. This is a difficult topic that we are going to be talking about today, suicide. You may think that suicide is higher during the holiday, but it is not. And one reason why that is, is because that is the time you are usually with your family and friends, but no, it can happen at any time to anyone. And you know, not all people who consider suicide really want to die. They're just in a dark place in their lives. They don't see a way out and they need to know that there is hope and they need help finding it. Yes. And we also want to remind everyone, we are not professional therapists. And if you are thinking about committing suicide, please seek medical attention as soon as possible. Or you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to reach a trained counselor. That's right. And talking about suicide is tough for sure, but it's also really important. I've personally known a couple of suicides in the last couple of years. One was a cousin of mine and another one, a very close friend of my aunt and uncle. And the families had no idea what was about to happen. It's so devastating for the survivors. I believe that when someone takes their lives, they think they're doing other people a favor and they're really not. So let's talk about it, Trisha. What are some of the warning signs? Like what should people keep an eye out for with their family and friends? One thing is if you hear them talking about it and saying, I want to kill myself, or I wish I were dead. I wish I haven't, haven't been born. Those kind of things. That's a big one right there. And also if you see them getting stocked up on different things or getting something that they might use to commit that suicide. Those are like one thing that you can look out for because that's the bigger one if you can see them stocking up on sleeping pills or buying a gun, those kind of things. You need to really be vigilant with people. And I hate to throw this line out there, but if you see something, say something. And it's true, you can't take it lightly. Don't brush something off. Don't be afraid of being wrong or taking what someone is saying too lightly, because it could be very serious. And it is something that if you do see that, absolutely, you should follow up on that. And there's also social withdrawal from contact with other people wanting to be left alone. So if you know someone over the holiday is that is not coming out, and you know, that's odd for their behavior, Maybe you should look deeper, make sure they're okay. Yeah, because you never know what's going on in their life because they're not going to go and talk to you if most people, if they're in a depression Mm -hmm. where something's going on in their head or any kind of mental illness, they're not going to come out and say, I want to commit suicide to you. They're not going to be that direct. They're going to be by themselves mostly. You'll notice that like you were saying, they'll be withdrawing themselves from different events Mm -hmm. with friends and family. So just be on the lookout for that. Like the mood swings one day, they have a emotional high. And then the next day 
they're very discouraged. You see, they're going up and down in their moods, which is not normal for them. And if they're preoccupied with death or dying differently than the way we are, because we look for hope, that's a two very different things. If they're preoccupied with violence or even just expressing the fact that they feel trapped or that they feel hopeless about a situation. People who consider suicide are feeling hopeless and trapped. That's a big thing. Whatever their situation is, whether it's a relationship or a job or money, they're worried about the next day and they don't see a way out. And you might see them consuming more alcohol or starting drugs or doing more drugs than they used to. It's just different little things in their life that's going to be changing Mm -hmm. like their normal routine from eating to sleeping you'll just see these little tiny things that most people aren't going to be paying attention to but if you're close with this person or or a family member you need to like keep an open your eyes open to this because it can happen to anyone at any time and some will even start giving things away if they're pre-planning it that's a sign. So if someone is saying goodbye as if they're not going to see you again, or they're giving things away, and that seems odd, along with their personality changing or being severely anxious and agitated, but they're cleaning house to just give away treasures or family heirlooms and things that you know is odd. Any of these signs we've talked about are big warning signs for sure. And you should definitely look out for that. But then if you do see that, what kinds of questions? I mean, what do you do? First of all, don't be judgmental when you're talking to someone that's thinking about suicide and being judged could be part of a problem someone is having. So what should someone do? What can they ask? Yes. So if you notice that you might want to ask them, how are they coping with day-to-day life? What's been happening just to get a sense of, oh, they're in a good place or something's going not so well. And then maybe you can be there to help and listen to them to help change thinking in their mind. Like, oh, I should still be here. Oh, I'm worth being here. They love me, they're here for me, and they don't want me to give up. And if you ask them, do you ever feel like just giving up? Because that's another big one. Do you like, if I was talking to you, I would say, do you feel like you want to just give up your life? Those kind of things are what you want to get. And it's very hard. I know, like we were saying, it's a hard subject and a hard thing to talk to somebody about because also it's deceiving because you might think you're talking about this that might put it in their head, but they know what they want to do. It's not just one day I decide, oop, I want to commit suicide. It's been going on for days, possibly weeks or months. They've been planning it already. And there might be things that you can see from what causes people to feel this way. If you know, or you're aware they've had difficult life events like a traumatic childhood or experiencing physical or emotional abuse. If you are aware of that, that could be a clue to you if you're noticing all these other behaviors. But what are some other things that might cause people to want to commit suicide? I mean, if they've known somebody, they were close to themselves had died is a big one too, because then they feel like they're by themselves is one thing. Also your relationships, any kind of relationship, if it was a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship or best friends, if you're having a falling out with anybody that can put in your head, oh, they don't love me anymore. What's the point of being here today and Mm -hmm. tomorrow? They won't notice I'm gone. Some people 
have that in their head. I don't care. They don't talk to me every day. They don't. And that's all a matter of perspective. And if someone is feeling like that, they need to know that it's just a perspective. It will pass, especially if you look for help. You can be in a very low state of mind emotionally and you could feel those things but know that you can also pull yourself out of those types of situations and find help. You're not going to get out of anything, which I'm going to talk about before we're done on my theory from our journey of souls on what happens to people who committed suicide. They don't get out easy. <laughs> and some other things that they might want to commit suicide because of their health condition or if they're in pain, like their body is in pain or they're seriously disabled, sometimes that triggers something in your head. Like I'm not feeling good. My body's not feeling good. So let me just end it. So I'll be in no pain. I won't be in pain in heaven or where I'm going to. That's I know a big one too. So that's true. That's another reason why people might want to go. And I'm sure there are things that we shouldn't say or things that we would do that would not help someone if they're thinking about suicide. What kinds of things should we be aware of that would not help someone? Yeah, you want to choose carefully your words that you tell them or like cheer up, pull yourself out of it. You got this man, man up, you know, just those little things that might annoy that person and want to do it even more. It sounds like it would belittle them. Yeah. So it's basically your, it's a judgmental thing to them. Right. Like you're judging me. Why are you telling me this? It's not right. that easy. And it's not that easy in their mind. And then they feel like they're not being taken seriously. So I can see how these words would just either make it worse. Maybe they would shut down and not want to talk to you anymore because now you're not taking them seriously or you right. don't believe what they're saying. Right. And they think maybe you don't care. You just want to let's go on to a different subject. Let's go watch that movie or whatever. Yeah. You want to be careful on those wordings and say, let's try and find an easy solution. There is no easy solution to to suicide at this point. You just don't want to even change the subject. You want to keep them talking about this so you can get everything out of them and see what's going on and maybe help them in some way mm -hmm. to have them go to a professional therapist or you want to help them not right. have it go, okay, click. This is something that I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. Don't convince them. Yeah. That's the wrong thing yeah. to do for sure. <laughs> and especially saying you're being silly. I'm like, that one is like, yeah, no, that's a definite no, no. no. Yeah, um, no, you don't want to say that. Be grateful for having a good life. Well, they don't think they have a good life. Those words are going to mean nothing to them. Yeah, that's part of the problem is they're not finding something to be grateful for. And that is hard to pull out of. That's a deep, deep emotional problem. It is very serious. It's true. And I do know some people who recently, not too long ago, committed suicide. And it is really tough to know what to do with their close family, the mom or the wife or the spouse, you know, how do you even begin? Where do you start after they've lost someone from suicide? Yeah. And it doesn't just have to be a family member. Those, your friends are going to be in that same boat because mm -hmm. it's just going to be hard for everybody that knows that person. You just want to acknowledge that situation that's happened to you. Like I was saying, talk to somebody. If this has happened to you and you're say your best friend decided to commit suicide, you want to go and talk to somebody about that situation. So you're mm -hmm. acknowledging it. 
you don't want to just put up that block wall and just hide behind there. And then you get in that depressed state. I think a lot of people are scared. It's very similar to when you know someone lost a child. No one knows what to say. So they don't say anything. And that hurts the person who's grieving because their grief and their pain is not being acknowledged. It's being ignored. So it's a tough line. If you're not comfortable, you don't know what to say, but you definitely shouldn't ignore someone and you definitely should share your own feelings about the loss and offer some kind of support. Be that listener. You don't have to talk to them. Even you just let them talk to you be by their side. If they just, if they don't want to talk at this time, there might be that point in that grief period where you don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But like you were saying, you don't want, don't want to leave those people alone either at this point when they're grieving somebody who committed suicide. So even if you're sitting on the couch with them, watching a movie, they can turn to you and look at you and know that you're there for them at any time they can call upon you and know that you have compassion for them and care about them. Right. You know, in a lot of these books we've been reading with the different kinds of hypnotherapy, past life regression, between life regression, what's been interesting and it has come up a lot is that question about people who commit suicide and what happens to them. And I don't know if you had any particular stories that stuck out to you, but What stuck out to me and makes a difference is that it doesn't get you out of anything. If you don't like your current situation and that's why you're going to kill yourself, you're going to find that you still have issues that you have to resolve. And now you have just stepped out of our playing field of life, our stage that we referred to it last week, you know. And you're going to have to go back and you're still going to have to face these challenges and these issues because these are things that your soul needs to grow. So it's not going to make it better. You're not going to get out of it. If that's what you're thinking, then think again. Because you're here to learn a lesson. And if you're the one that has lost somebody to a suicide, this might be a lesson of how to step up as being a good friend or a good Mm -hmm. family member. And if you don't step up, that's going to make it worse for somebody else at that point. And like you said, you knew people. I knew of one when I was a child. I really didn't know what to think at the time because I was young when the person committed suicide that I knew and I didn't understand. I didn't know what to ask my mom or dad at that time or who should I talk to kind of thing. Like I told in other podcasts, we were more closed. Like we didn't talk about things. Right. So for that to happen and not talk about it, I think made it worse. And then it comes up in your head yourself. So why did they commit suicide? You know, it's going in a circle and your mind is getting overwhelmed with all these different questions. And that was a lot of what life was like a few decades ago. So it's not just your family, but there, that was just our culture to not talk so much. And I think these days there have been more conversations and opening up around these tougher subjects because we're now aware that talking about things and being aware is better. It's better for all of us. And there's more support groups, places you can call and therapy isn't as what you're going to therapy. It's like, why aren't you going to therapy? Like it doesn't now it's like, it's a thing that everybody does, right? Especially in California. Um, well, yeah, but- I was wondering if I think that because I'm in California, but yes, I think it has changed across the world. Yes. Across the world. It's changed. People's perspective on therapy has right. changed. More people have opened up to it. And I'm even going to give a shout out to Oprah's super soul Sunday. I don't know if that's something you've ever listened to. I have, I've listened to some of her podcasts. Yes. And you know, she's helping open up and 
have these discussions that decades ago would have been a little taboo. And I really loved, I heard something on one of her shows this year, actually, where she was interviewing an author and a spiritual teacher, Caroline Miss. She wrote a book that's called Intuition, Power, and Grace. And she had said something that actually made me think about this episode we were talking about because she felt that if you have life, you have purpose. You know, her book was about finding your own power and your grace and being able to tap into your own intuition. But I think from what you're talking about with people who are thinking of suicide, this is something they're missing in their life. You know, they don't feel like they have a purpose. And she just honestly believes, and if someone wants to feel like they have purpose when they don't, these are the kinds of things they can look for as resources to also help themselves to get through it. Or if you know someone who is. Most definitely. And I just want to bring up again, there is that hotline, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 to reach a trained counselor. And also for veterans, if they have one, when you call this number, you press one. So they, if it's a veteran that needs a little bit more specialized help. There's that crisis line for the veterans. And you can also go on to their website and you can chat with somebody if you prefer, prefer it that way at suicidepreventionlifeline.org for help in any ways. There's different stories from people that were thinking about committing suicide, but it didn't, it didn't happen. So there's these different stories that might help you as well. So you can hear their story and what they were going through and what was in their mind. I felt that when I was looking at it, I was like, wow, okay, I can see where they feel like it's time. It's not, I'm not supposed to be here, but then something stopped them or something, somebody maybe walked in when they were about to, you know, so they had these different stories and this can help anybody. For me, I pray that if you are, please reach out to anybody because we don't want to see anybody go through it. I know, especially if you're in depression, that goes through your mind almost on a regular. So please reach out. We love you all. So please just reach out for help. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at trisha.misty.tm at gmail.com. You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com for links to the books we talk about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Well, we did it again. We survived death and dying another episode because we believe life and love never dies.